Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 29th day of October in the year of our Lord, 2021. And today I will be talking about Pfizer's COVID vaccine for children. That's right, folks, for children ages 5 to 11. And its approval by an FDA advisory panel last Tuesday. Children are expected to start getting vaccinated as early as next week. The other vaccine companies are working feverishly, working around the clock to gain approval to sell their products to 28 million unsuspecting parents. The Castle family is very excited this week. We're doing well. The family daughter makes another visit. She is, in fact, here in Germantown, Tennessee, as I speak while she transitions from the hell that is now the golden and glorious state of California and the even more likely difficult city of angels. In any event, we're glad to have her, although for only a short time, most likely. Today, though, today I must violate my own prime directive under which I have generally tried to live. You remember the prime directive from Star Trek as the Enterprise sought out new worlds, new civilizations, and boldly went where no man had gone before. The prime directive was don't interfere in those civilizations. My prime directive as men don't interfere as well, but in how the individuals I meet along the journey live their lives. Don't interfere in that. Mind your own business. Leave people alone to make what might turn out to be a mistake or simply to enjoy their successes. I violate that directive today, and I plead with people not to deliver their children into the hands of those vile, wicked, soulless, godless people who sell COVID vaccines. I once had a five-year-old daughter, so I asked myself, what would I have done to save her? The answer is anything, anything it took. If you want my daughter, you will have to kill me first, and I will endeavor to make that as difficult as possible. The same question I now pose to you, what would you be willing to do to save your child? I tell myself that if enough people had my philosophy, those merchants of death, would have to find another death cult to force on us. Dr. Fauci said earlier this week on ABC's This Week, quote, if all goes well, we get the regulatory approval and the recommendation from the CDC. It's entirely possible, if not very likely, that the vaccines will be available for children 5 to 11 within the first week or two of November, end quote. Well, I suppose it's appropriate now that this ghoul who calls himself a doctor appears just before Halloween to assault your children, but it is still your choice, folks. It's your choice. You don't have to do it yet, at least not in my state. You don't. Out in the great state of California, specifically Los Angeles, no vaccine, no public school for the little ones. The Biden administration has said it is prepared to roll out the vaccines to the target age group immediately, pending approval. So the testing period for the use of this vaccine on five-year-olds is the amount of time it takes for an FDA panel of experts to meet and discuss it. That should make you feel really good about this, folks. I mean, experts have already discussed it. We're told by the FDA advisory panel that targeted children represent about 9% of all cases in the country. That sounds like complete nonsense to me, but even if true, the FDA should try to at least pretend to be honest about it. Tell us the survival rate among those 19 and under. It's 99.9973%. I would wager that number is far higher than the survival rate for the vaccine when they start giving it to children. The experts respond 
that although the danger to unvaccinated children is small, many of them live in high transmission environments. I know you understand what that means, folks. It means they know your kids do not need the vaccine, but they justify giving it to them. By saying they're concerned your kids will transmit the virus to you, I suggest that you tell them, mind your own business, we're willing to take that chance. Now, I want to give you a Nancy Pelosi style of doctor. You remember when the Congress was debating Obamacare and when confronted with the fact that she didn't even read the bill and didn't know what was in the bill, she said, we have to pass it in order to learn what's in it. Well, Dr. Rubin, Eric Rubin, that is, of Harvard University, said, quote, we're never going to learn how safe this vaccine is unless we start giving it, end quote. I would have to say for an obviously smart man, that's one of the stupidest, dumbest things I've ever heard. It sounds like Dr. Rubin is sold out to a political agenda, looking for some way to justify or explain that agenda. The vaccine is here to stay. That much I will concede. The virus, it seems, is destined to remain in the human population like the common cold or the ordinary flu. Where I disagree is with the comment made by the FDA advisor, Jeanette Lee, quote, we have to find a way to live with it, and I think the vaccines give us a way to do that, end quote. Yes, yes, Miss Lee, a lifetime addiction to boosters might give us, that is, those of us who not, do not die from the vaccine. They might allow us to live with it, just as a lifetime of addiction to opioids might allow us to live with the pain that they're supposed to treat. From an article appearing in American Thinker on Wednesday of this week by Dr. Thomas Seiler, we learned five questions to ask before you decide to allow your kids to have this vaccination. Question number one, what is the risk of my child getting seriously ill or dying from COVID-19? We already know the answer to that question, but it would be interesting to hear what your doctor says about it. Number two, will my child spread the virus to, my to his teachers, to me, to the family? The question is apparently alluding to the fact that the vaccinated are worse spreaders than the unvaccinated. Three, question number three, how long does the vaccine last? Will my child need boosters? Evidence shows that the effect of the vaccine wears off after about six months, so the answer of whether your child will need boosters is obvious. Your child will be a lifetime vaccine addict, as you now are. Number four, is the vaccine safe to take? What are the short-term side effects I might expect? The answer is so nicely phrased, almost very obvious. No, it's not safe. If it were safe, why would we be talking? What incentive do you have, doctor, to tell me the truth? A better way to phrase the question might be, what is the effective casualty radius of this bioweapon you're about to inject into my child? What is the kill ratio to those who are fortunate enough to survive your biological attack? Number five, question number five, what are the long-term side effects of this vaccine for my child? that I could expect. I doubt if any doctor who administers the vaccine knows the answer to that question well enough to truthfully answer it. Doctors are supposed to be supportive of, not unduly critical of the medical system, just as lawyers or as officers of the court are expected to remain uncritical of the court system. I am not a doctor, so I can say that some of the side effects you can expect for your child are a lifetime addiction to vaccines infertility or inability to have children, autoimmune disorders, weakened lung capacity, last but not least, death 
Those are all possible side effects of the vaccine, which you are told will protect your child. Dr. Seiler closes his interview by stating that basically the risks outweigh the rewards. Quote, in my opinion, the government mainstream media and pharmaceutical companies have overestimated the danger of COVID-19 infection in children, inducing fear and underreported the risk of vaccines. I would not give these new mRNA to my ch healthy child because, end quote, he then goes on to list six reasons why he would not give those to his child, but I will not take the time to read those to you. Good for Dr. Seiler, but many people do not feel the way he does. I've met people who intend to have their children vaccinated. I don't understand it at all, but they intend to do it. I renew my original question, what would you do to save your child from someone who intended to destroy or harm your child? Would you flee to another state as Mary and Joseph fled to Egypt to avoid Herod's edict that the firstborn be put to death? I ask if you would flee because some states will resist any coming forced vaccines, especially for children. Consider taking your family to a state that respects human life, at least to that extent. Not everyone agrees with me or even with the mild words of Dr. Seiler. Wednesday morning, I received an email from a left-of-center publication on whose mailing list I somehow appear. This publication invited me to join a petition of 100,000 names seeking to persuade the federal government to make vaccination mandatory for air travel. Yes, go ahead, Mr. Left-Winger, go ahead. Divide us into two classes of people. Make sure you happen to be in the chosen class. Go ahead and destroy what little is left of individual freedom in America. Go ahead and invite the Leviathan state to become even more totalitarian. Go ahead, go ahead, take the side of fascist tyranny over that of individual freedom. Federal government is already a step or two ahead, however. USA Today tells us that in October 26th edition that, quote, unvaccinated Americans will face tighter COVID testing requirements in new U.S. travel system, end quote. The article falls short of telling us that we can't fly anymore without the vaccine, but it comes very close. Testing is now within 24 hours rather than th three days as before. In other words, you have to have... A negative test if you're in a foreign country trying to return to the United States within 24 hours, even if you've been vaccinated. It seems like a joke when you first read it, but the requirements for citizens to return from abroad are becoming very difficult indeed. In fact, I would be very reluctant to travel abroad except in dire emergencies, which I suppose is the whole idea. The joke comes into play when you know that hundreds of thousands of migrants are invited across the border and released into this country without vaccination. The same non-vaccine status applies for Afghan refugees coming to America to escape the Taliban. It's enough to induce one to suspect there might be just some small ulterior motive in all this. In other words, in Western countries such as Australia, where you must download an app to tell authorities where you are at all times. Over to Lithuania, where you must have an, quote, opportunity pass to shop in a grocery store or in a department store. It's even worse. The American government is not criticizing those countries or leveling sanctions for human rights violations, which tells me that the American government agrees with the policies and looks forward to having similar things happen here, the situation 
will get progressively worse, despite good news from the virus wars, if I am correct. Finally, folks, do those who push the vaccines on five-year-olds hate their own children or just yours? Don't forget that the state does not own your children, does not care what you think is best for them. Regardless, you don't have to give in unless you choose to. Not yet, at least. Protect your children from the clutches of the all-knowing, all-wise, all-powerful state. As long as you possibly can, I advise you to be careful, especially around people who lie constantly about everything. Why should you believe them about anything, especially about something as important as your children? At least that's the way I see it, folks. Till next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.